cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Welcome to Life with Lebang. We are alive, exciting times. Thank you, as always, for choosing to hang out with me. I am happy to be here, happy to be with you, happy to be sharing with you. You know what we do every single week, courtesy of cliffcentral.com. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I hope you're warm. Wherever you are, I hope you are cozy and comfortable wherever you are because comfort is king. I would like to say thank you to my amazing team, of course, every single week for holding it down. Shout out to Aaron, shout out to Toby. Um and you know, we let's let's do this. Let's make it happen. This is what we do um every single week, courtesy of cliffcentral.com. So today I will be unpacking part Two of pregnancy stories I began the first part Last week and it was Quite nice, it was interesting It was a bit hard for me I didn't realize how much trauma I'm still carrying From all this Giving birth that I've been doing But um, I'm glad I'm glad that I'm able to, I guess, use This platform as a place To sort of deal with it, you know And sort of heal from some of the things That I maybe haven't been able To to be so open about To anyone in my life anyway in the past So let's do this Birthing stories, part two Right here on Life with Lebang. So my second pregnancy was many, many years after my first. So at this stage, I'm a lot older. I am wiser. I'm more in touch with myself and therefore more excited about being, becoming a mother again. And so I think from my memory, I did a lot more research. That was like my first place that I started at. I made sure that, you know, at this time, I want to be sure. I want to come correct. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. So that's exactly what I did. I was literally so typical in my behavior. I joined all of the the mothering Facebook groups you can think of. I joined, I downloaded every single pregnancy app you can think of. I did everything because I just didn't want to relive my first experience um, of birth. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me just do something different now. And from my memory, how old was I in 2019? I was like my late twenties. I was in my late twenties. Um, and at this stage, I was in a, a committed relationship as well. So that made the entire experience so much better, so much easier. And another thing I want to speak about later on in the, one of these upcoming episodes, we need to talk about, you know, the relationship that you're in when you're pregnant and the role that your partner plays throughout the pregnancy, because that has a huge impact on the mother. That has a huge impact on even the baby. So we're going to park that one for now, but please remind me that in the next couple of weeks, we just need to unpack, you know, the role of fathers um, throughout the whole pregnancy journey. Cool. But for now, we're still talking about pregnancy number two in life with Lebang. So I remember thinking to myself, I definitely don't want to have a Caesar because I had a Caesar with my firstborn and I want to push 
excuse the pun I really want to push for a V-back I really want to try my best to give birth naturally Because I've never done it before But I really want to And that was my mission I gave myself a mission to get all the information that I could And figure out how best I can give birth naturally to this child And a friend of mine introduced me to a place called The Birthing Team Now, what's really interesting about The Birthing Team Is that it's one of... Few, 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 few places in South Africa that one can go to if they're pregnant and get access to private health care, even if you don't have medical aid. Literally one of the few places. Because a lot of the other places, as I said last week, it's just, it's expensive. You know, getting access to private health care is, it's a very costly endeavor. So I was introduced to a place called the Birthing Team where Sure, it's it's just so lovely. They 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 are literally one of the best places that I've been to and during my pregnancy because the nurses are so warm, they're so welcoming, they are not judgmental, it doesn't matter what situation you come from, they will be there for you, they will just guide you. If you're a new mom and you get there and you're very, very scared. They'll hold your hands throughout the process. If you get there and you know what you're doing, you'll enjoy it with them. They're just so, so nice. So I was quite happy that, you know, there's places like this that exist, considering how expensive it is to, to, to give birth and uh, have access to private care in South Africa. So I was happy that it was like a nice middle halfway ground for me, you know. Um, so I went there and I said, Hey, I would like to have access to private care, but I'm not on medical aid. Can you help me out? Lo and behold, they were like, sure. You only need to pay something like 20,000 rand. I was like, yo. <laughs> what? I thought you guys said, and they were like, hey, look, this is what we can offer you compared to how much it is to give birth at a private hospital. This really was the better option financially. So I said, you know what? It's cool. I'll save up for as long as I need to just so I can be a part of this whole system. And they gave me a walk around and they took us to Mill Park Hospital. Mill Park obviously is where a lot of, it's literally one of the prime birthing clinics, I would say, in Johannesburg. So the fact that I could have access to that on my own account, I was like, yo, I'm going to do this. And you know, when you're watching movies and there's always like a woman who's pregnant and then there's these pregnancy classes that she goes to with her partner and she's sitting there and she's having to breathe and, you know, her husband is sitting behind her helping her. Literally all of that stuff, it's real. And they literally offer it as well at the birthing team. So I was over the moon because... Growing up, you have this idea of what pregnancy will be. And as a, as a woman, you have an idea of how pregnancy will be for you in the same way that you have an idea of what your wedding day will be like. Well, for most of us anyway. And so I was, I was quite chuffed that I'd have access to prenatal classes and that me and my partner could attend these classes, of which we did. And I must admit, it was a very, very, very nice experience. At no point did I feel any sort of pressure or any like real stress. Because I knew that I was in a good place And I was taken care of So all the worries Were basically out the window The only big worry was The day The big 
day of when baby arrives. But I wasn't even like worried, like thinking that far. I was like, ah, oh, it'll happen. Um, and they gave us like a nice list. You know, honestly, the way that that place is, they were so prepared. They give you like a to-do list for pregnancy. So, you know, you just need to tick off the list. Do you have your bag ready? Check. Do you have this and this ready? Check. It was a beautiful checklist that they offer you, offer you. So, all first moms, I actually would encourage you, if you're not on medical aid, to try that place out because it makes the entire experience so much more manageable and less stressful. That's just my two cents. And so I'll fast forward to the day or let's say the week that I was about to give birth. And at this point, I had found out that I was having a girl. So I was very, very excited because now I'd have one boy and one girl. So long story short, when it's, when it was time to give birth, I had arranged with the birthing team to come in on a specific day just because that would be the end of, of my pregnancy. But there were some financial issues. I mean, I wasn't really working at the time, blah, 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 blah. So I needed a backup plan. Like the birthing team was like, look, if you guys can pay this 20,000 rand in full by next week, then for sure come through and give birth as planned. This will be your bed. This I was like, oh. Come hella high water, I need to hustle my ass off just so that I can pay that money. But as life had it, on the day that I got into labor, I still hadn't paid that money. So now I'm sitting at my mom's place with a bag, ready to drive to the hospital to give birth. Everything is like, I'm ready. I just need them to let me in. The only thing that's holding me back is the fact that I don't have 20,000 rands. Just 20,000 rand, nothing much, just a mere 20 grand. So I'm sitting, I'm in, I'm in labor. I'm literally, I'm on the toilet seat every 30 seconds. I kid you not. I'd run to the toilet, get back into bed, think I'd fall asleep and then boom, get up, run to the toilet. Just like that, like clockwork. It was quite intense. So I look at my partner, I'm like, look, what are we going to do? Because we don't have this 20,000 rands. I'm not really willing to give birth in a public hospital because my first pregnancy was at Morningside. So now I've been, you know, that's my standard. That's what I know. And he's like, we don't have a choice. Let's just, let's just drive. I'm like, okay, where are we going? (laughs) What is the plan? Luckily, we made a couple of phone calls and we just had to find the nearest hospital that would allow me to go and give birth there. And it was Edenville Hospital. So it wasn't that far. I think it was about a maybe 20 minute drive at the max. So we got into the car and he started driving and I, I can feel that I'm in labor. I'm huffing and I'm puffing. I'm opening the windows. I'm rolling the windows down because it's hot and then it's cold. And then a lot is happening right now. And he's just driving. We get on the highway and I realize that he misses the turn. This is how funny this was. He skipped. He actually just went past the off ramp. I made him reverse and I got out and I said, please just get, let me get in the front seat. Let me, let me just drive. Cause I know where this place is. And I, I was probably something like six centimeters dilated at the time, heavily in labor, driving myself to the hospital. Cause I needed to get this baby out of my system stacked like real quick. It was intense. So I got into the driver's seat, got into first gear and just pushed down that, uh, the, the, the gas and vroom, there we went. When we got to the gate at Edenville hospital, they were like, no, you know, you can't just arrive and give birth. And then we had to like pull up some stats. Apparently, legally, if a pregnant woman arrives at a public hospital, you have to let her in. You don't have a choice. Whether she's got a card or not, whether she's been coming there or not, is not up to you, sir. So they opened up. They let us in. When we got inside, there was a line. Yo. 
there was a line of like maybe four other women and this is at like midnight very very late at night there's like four other women just you know chilling they looked pretty chilled for pregnant people you know they were just like living their best lives me on the other hand i am huffing i'm puffing i'm rolling on the floor i'm doing all sorts of things just to just to try and keep some sort of composure considering how much pain i'm in and the the funny thing about the labor pains is that it's just like this intenseness for maybe 30 to 40 seconds of like and then it disappears so you're feeling fine for like a good couple of moments and then out of the purple comes this intense pain where your entire stomach feels like it's tightening up and it gets hard rock and you sit and you're like oh and then it just goes away so for the most part it just you know you just end up feeling like a little bit of a clown just walking around you know hey how you doing are you well and then oh give me a second oh all this pain oh and then it's gone. Then, huh, how are you doing? How's it? You know, it's this, it's this whole roller coaster of emotions of your body just experiencing things. So anyway, um, I had to convince them to allow me to, you know, to allow them to let me to actually get inside so that I could get help. I didn't have a card. I didn't have anything. I literally fell out the sky in their books. And the nurses obviously didn't like that. They didn't take too lightly to that. They were like, look, if you don't even have a, a form filled in, you know, we, we have to start from scratch. And that's a process. And I said to her, look, I'm willing to do anything. Let's just get this done. And after about two hours of waiting, eventually they helped me and they signed me in. And I was a little bit scared, I'll be honest, because I could hear like other women screaming and other nurses shouting at the woman for screaming. And I was just like, where am I and how did I get here? I was freaked out This was my first time in a public hospital Having to give birth This was nothing like my first experience at Morningside So eventually They let me in And the lady checks me and she says Well, you're pretty much You're on the verge of giving birth You need about another hour or so I was about 7 centimeters already So I said, cool, let's go And then she said, I noticed you've got a cesarean scar And I was like, yes, my previous was a Caesar." And she said, well, then we might just have to have the surgeon on standby just in case we need to do another Caesar. And I fought and I prayed and I said, please, 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 can we not even have that as an option? I believe in myself. I know I can push this baby out. And she was like, okay, let's go try. We went into the, into the room. They strapped me down. Literally, there's like a belt that they strapped on my belly and I was like chained to that bed practically. Huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing. Around 6 a.m., I, I was able to push my daughter out by God's grace. And that was it. She, she was there. Nobody needed to cut me open. Hallelujah. She arrived. My boyfriend came to take us. We went home the end. In fact, I remember driving us home again just because I was trying to prove some sort of point. But the bigger thing for me was how quick it all happened and my experience with the nurses. I think all those fears that I had kind of like clouded my my feelings towards being there. I thought it was going to be more horrible than it was. But the nurses were ultimately quite chilled. They were cool. They were quite upset that I hadn't registered. But outside of that, everything was smooth. Everything was like, it was done. You know, so it wasn't that much of a terrible experience. It was just something different. I'll be honest, it was a different experience, but it wasn't all that bad. And so, yeah, I left. I went home and my recovery was the quickest 
literally like three days. I didn't even the next. I drove myself home. The next day, I was driving to work. It was such a quick thing that I was like, "Damn, I wish I had, I had given birth naturally from the beginning." It's a completely different experience. You don't have the worries of being stuck in your bed for three weeks. The bleeding is just it's it's quick. It's not a six week bleeding period. It's even shorter. It's almost like your body is so clever and so smart. It knows that it's just been through this entire traumatic experience and that now it needs to you know, wrap back up and get itself back into itself. So the body is a clever thing. Watching myself being able to do all the things that I was doing after giving birth, I was like, shout out to you, body. Look at you, all smart. So don't doubt your body. Your body knows what it's doing, is the point. And so that was my second birthing experience, completely different to my first. I, I didn't have all the luxuries of my first experience, um, being on my parents' medical aid. You know, I got a real glimpse into really, I guess the, the, the world of what the average South African woman is experiencing, not having the ability to get any private care, just going to the nearest clinic and hoping that things go smoothly. So it was very interesting for me And I'm glad And I'm grateful that it went the way that it did Because I found a whole new respect For pregnancy as a as an activity If I can even call it that So yeah That's, that's how it went And that's the story that I'm going to tell my daughter When she asks So mom how was it when I arrived I'm going to tell her that I drove myself And that your dad was missing off ramps Because he was freaking out So she must know her mother was being strong <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just it's it's just a glimpse into the the major differences that we live with in South Africa the reality the differences and the huge gaps that exist in hospitals and healthcare in South Africa access to healthcare i believe that south africa's got one of the most expensive Healthcare, well, access. It's one of the most expensive countries when it comes to accessing healthcare. The majority of, of, of South Africans can't even dream about accessing private healthcare. So in this journey on unpacking all of my different pregnancy experiences and pregnancy in general, I hope that we can have conversations that could maybe aid the end goal of really making healthcare more accessible for women. I want us to share stories. I want us to engage and, and really see how we can meet each other halfway and just make things easier, make them less difficult. Cause right now it's tricky. And this was in 2019. I, I, I don't even know now, but on the bright side is that I've got a third birthing story, which I'm going to share with you. Definitely in the next episode So make sure that You do stay listening to the podcast Make sure that you keep going to Cliffcentral.com So that you can keep accessing All the birthing stories And after I've shared my birthing stories with you Then we're going to get a, bit, a little bit deeper And discuss the role Of the, I guess the men The partners, the brothers, the fathers The cousins, the boyfriends The husbands who are holding our hands during the birthing process. And then after that, I'll tell you. But for now, if you're wondering why we're even talking about this, just remember that this is obviously and most definitely life with Libang.